someone who loves like me up there on the TV or movie anything would do cause I've learned surviving isn't living and we deserve way more than a brief romance on an episode or two that we deserve something unconventional Greetings and salutations, my fellow Klexiconers. Unconventional Podcast is back for season two, and we are kicking things off with mm, about five weeks until Klexicon London. I can't even believe it. I am so excited. Oh, by the way, hi. This is your hostess of Unconventional. I'm Dana Pickley, and our theme song that you heard that transported you to a very, very amazing gay place. That was by Stephanie Berlanga. Okay, can I just say something? I have missed you guys so much. I am still going through Clexicon withdrawal, and so it's very good that there is Clexicon London coming up because I need it like air. Anywho, sorry, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Uh, we have a wonderful guest that's going to be joining us in a little bit. But before I bring her on, I just wanted to touch on a couple little things about Clexicon London. First and foremost, there are still some tickets left, so you can get in a general admission. Um, there are no more VIPs, but there are definitely general admission tickets, and that gets you in for both Saturday and Sunday, and that gets you a... Clexicon London badge and lanyard and admission to all the general panels and the awesome convention floor. And there are a handful of tickets left for Natasha Negovanlis's Improv for Confidence Building Workshop. And what a fantastic opportunity to hang out with somebody whose work you truly admire and learn some skills to gain confidence and get yourself out of your comfort zone. Very, very cool. So if you want to attend that, tickets are still available. You want to get that as soon as you can. Also, for all you budding yogis out there, there's still tickets for Yoga with Elise. Don't be discouraged if you are a beginner. All levels are welcome. You're going to learn some yoga fundamentals from someone who is very passionate about yoga and wants to share that with you. So Yoga with Elise, Improv for Confidence Building with Natasha, Get those tickets. They're probably not going to be around for much longer. And I'm not sure if you heard, but I will be doing a workshop at Clexicon London. You don't have to buy tickets for this, but it will be limited to about 20 people so that we can have as much face time as possible. Um, my workshop is called Pitching, Planning, and Passion, because I love alliteration, Breaking into TV and Film Criticism. So if you have ever been interested in possibly becoming a critic, you want to learn how to maybe pitch and and network and all that stuff, that is what this is going to be about. And I'm really excited and I can't wait to work with you guys. Okay, so now that we've done a little housekeeping, it is time to bring on our special guest who will be attending Lexicon London. Here she is. I am so happy to welcome to Unconventional actress... Mandala Rose. Mandala! Welcome! That was quite the introduction. <laughs> Felt like I was a boxer. <laughs> Coming to the ring! Mandala <laughs> Rose! <laughs> if I do your panel at Clexicon London, I will introduce you like that. 
Oh, please do it. That would actually be a lot of fun. <laughs> I'll be like run out. Maybe I'll maybe I'll run out. We'll see. Anyway, right <laughs> well, you know, anyway. Mandala somehow. Our paths crossed multiple times in Las Vegas, but we never got a chance to meet. So it's nice to meet you finally. It is, even if it's just via webcam. There we go. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So so let's talk about Las Vegas for a second. You came, you saw, you conquered Klexicon. What was your experience like? I felt like it was its own little safe haven, um, its own little queer bubble. Um, I really enjoyed I didn't know what to expect. I, I went to the first year and it was its first year, so it was very new. And then when I went the second year, I was completely mind-blown by the fact it had tripled in size, right. the amount of people that just that we had our own place, the, all of Tropicana. It was, it was an incredible experience. And I went away um, feeling really full. From the entire experience. I was going to say, wait, you went to Caesar's Buffet? Right? (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I'm not a huge fan of Las Vegas. I I don't, big crowds, uh, I find a little bit much. Um, But it was just so nice that that bubble was so welcoming and so uh, understanding and acknowledging of everyone. Well, and it probably doesn't hurt that a lot of people knew who you were and had seen you in things. And so that's always fun. Yeah, that is always fun. <laughs> <laughs> Where you did you did you do you have to like prep yourself because you seem a little bit like a shy person in, like in real life? Is that kind of how you are? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do have to prep myself a little bit. And also, this is the even the small amount of fame that I've just received is so new to me. Um, I I'm still very mind blown by it all. Very humbled. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so tell us why you decided to join us in London for Klexicon UK. I was asked if um, if I would, and I was like, tell me more. <laughs> I would love to, yes. <laughs> After being in, in Las Vegas, it, I, I felt like I, I want to really represent Klexicon and everything that they represent. Um for our community in general so the fact that so the director and producer of all about e now live in london so when Klexcon found that out and then invited me over because they're like well if we're gonna have a panel maybe we should have you there and i'm like that would be fantastic yes please it's my first time even to london um but just to go representing Klexcon itself is quite the honor so I was going to ask you, my next question was going to be, have you ever been to London? And now I know that you haven't. And I will admit that um, I was only in London once and I was a toddler and family lore has it that it, I peed the bed in a hotel in London. And that was about my only experience there. Happens and that's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> At least now, Hopefully I won't repeat that this time around. Oh, but if you do, just know it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you most excited about seeing in London? Um, do you really love to explore areas when you go visit? Are you a planner or do you like to let the day kind of just show you what's going on? Ride the wave of life. Ride the wave of life. <laughs> so it's like I have a couple of – so I, I have one day planned outside of the convention and that is I'm going to – Harry Potter, Hogwarts, going to Platform 9 and 3 quarters to see 
Harry Potter World for the very first time. So I'm a little excited that it's happening in London. <laughs> right. When in Rome, as they say, or when in Hogwarts. Yes, you got it. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, how do I travel? I, I haven't really been very many places at all, but the places I have been, I realize I like to go where tourists aren't. <laughs> So, and I like to explore. I like to just be like, oh, that place looks really interesting. Maybe I'll go down there. Or um, the wonderful thing that excites me about London is the fact that there is so much history there. I have quite the fascination with serial killers. Um, and Jack the Ripper wandered the streets of London. And I would love to go to those old parts of London just to kind of see what the world is like. Are you, do you listen to all those, those true crime podcasts? I've been listening to one in particular just called Serial Killers. Yes, I've listened to that one. That one, I like it. I like his voice. I like both of them, how they talk. It's just very interesting, yes. Oh, yeah. He has a kind of like a soothing voice when he's talking about really people good... being eviscerated and... <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, but he also, like, he, he talks with so much compassion in his voice as well. Um, yeah, anyway, I just enjoy that. So I'm looking forward to that part of London. So what about, um, what about theater on the West End? Do you, do you have a background in theater or did you kind of just jump into film? I have a very small background in theater. Sorry, my mic Um, just went bloop. (laughs) I was hoping it was the furry creature for a moment. Oh, can you see her in the background? No, no, she's, she's a little further over. A skull? Is that a skull or an alien head? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on top of the <laughs> century. Whatever it is, I dig it. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm, I'm trying to figure on out. Century, on top of the century boxing bag. Oh, oh, oh. That's <laughs> Ursula. That's Ursula from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> awesome. It just looks like a skull sitting there. Looking it does. I, I dig it. Right. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> No, not I mean, a skull. Two skulls over there. It's not so crazy. It's all good. Okay. My, <laughs> my aren't human, but anyway, uh, tangents. What was the question? I was asking if, if, like, if you were interested at all in the West End theater sorts of uh, things. That's right. Um, so I first discovered my love for acting at school, um, which would have been theater. My first role was Chief, the Chief Weasel in Toad of Toad Hall. I loved it so much. Playing a villain is fun. It sure um, is. So much fun. And I did, a, like, a, my last theatre was actually probably 2013. So I'm not hugely versed in theatre. I do really love film and TV. I love the fact that it's just everything that you want to express can be completely expressed in the eyes. They are as you know, that cliche saying goes, the window to the soul. Um, So theatre for me, I enjoy it, but also I'm very softly spoken and a lot of my direction, even in film and TV, is, Mandala, can you just, even from sound, he has a mic attached to me, can you speak up a little bit more? (laughs) I'm going to need you to do some ADR on this film. (laughs) I had to do ADR for um, masturbation scene, for crazy bitches. I had to do ADR for sex scene in all of that e in front of louise <laughs> we'll talk about that at london you've got to use your diaphragm i know i have to 
what is it? Take the advice from Imagine Me and You. You're a wanker number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Do that in London. They'll love it. Um, Do that in London. Um, so if if I happen to um, have an opportunity to go see some theater, I would totally jump at that. Well, there is. Um, I'm going to see some theater because I'm a theater nerd. I have a degree in musical theater. Um, yes, I'm going to see the gender swapped version of Company, uh, which is a Stephen Sondheim musical. And then um, I really wanted to see uh, the production of Heather's The Musical on the West End. Because I loved it off Broadway, and it's apparently this is a really great cast. Amazing to see. Have you? So you're familiar with Heather's the movie, then, right? Heather's the movie, yeah. Like I'm a movie, yeah. I'm so definitely familiar with Heather's the movie. They took the movie and like really made an amazing musical out of it. Really, really great songs. Really fun. Just like it, it encom- In- yeah, it encompasses all the best parts about Heather's, but it also gives you this completely new experience amazing maybe maybe (laughs) was it sold out is that why you're not going um i think it was i'm just not i'm only staying till tuesday so i didn't have a lot of time to see things so but if you're if you're in the if you're in the neighborhood in the west end and you see heather's the musical you might want to go on in (laughs) i have to know if i do (laughs) so okay so Besides the West End, uh, let's move on to actually what you've been working on. I know you've been working on a few new projects, including some for Tello. Um, you're doing Passage series, which was just announced. And then is it Alice in Isa or Alice and Isa? Isa. Okay. So what can yeah. you tell us about those? Okay. So um, Alice and Isa. So I've worked with Guinevere Turner a couple of times before in um, Don't Come Over by and Crazy Bitches, both by Jane Clark. Um, so Guinevere and I, we have wonderful chemistry on set. And when I was asked if I would be interested um, to, you know, be with, to act next to Guinevere Turner, I was like, fuck yes, definitely. <laughs> um, and it's, is so wonderful it is i don't know actually how much i can tell you about it but i'm sure i can say little bits to get people interested it's um i play the studly one night stand (laughs) you can't see this everyone but but she just like made a uh she just showed showed she brought us to the gun show is what i'm trying to say (laughs) under the chin under the chin though (laughs) um and it was a wonderful shoot. Uh, I can't tell you if there's nudity in it. I can't tell you if that, like, I don't know, actually. That wasn't going to be my question, Adala, but I mean, sure, I if you want to offer like, that up. And representation matters. And, like, P.S., here's, here's, like, you know, the, the bra off after sex, does it come back on? It really depends on what situation you're in, <laughs> but <laughs> this is where it's taking a turn. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's Alice and Isra. It was my first time working with uh, Kristen uh, from Tello, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And when she asked me to come back, I looked at my calendar, realized I was free, and thought, "Yes." Yeah. So we're actually got our first read-through rehearsal tonight. Oh wow! Which is great. That's awesome. And now, how long have you been in L.A.? Two and a half years. I arrived on March the 28th, 2016. So two and a half years. Feels like home, though. 
Yeah, so you you feel like a Los Angelian now? I do. It feels like it. LA reminds me very similarly of Adelaide. Um, the the dry heat. There's a lot of Australian native plants around. Like there's a Australian bottle brush tree directly outside my house. Well, that's a coincidence. <laughs> I remember standing there and looking at it and being like, "That's really cool." <laughs> Now, you know, Australia is very, very careful about what gets brought into Australia, but apparently Australia doesn't care what goes out of it. <laughs> well, you know, that makes sense, especially with all the Australians that happen to kick about in L.A. and all of our plant life. Um, we're, we're, we'd like to get our paws and everything. <laughs> You're like, here's some, here's some possibly toxic flora for you, L.A. <laughs> If you go to Target in in the chocolate section, you'll find Tim Tams, and the, there are a couple of people at Clexcon that know my love for Tim Tams yep. and the Tim Tam. Yep. So you can actually find it at Target. I, I bet you got your Tim Tams from Amber. Uh, yes, I did. I did too. <laughs> I wonder if she's from London. <laughs> Amber, you are Tim Tam goddess. Um, That's how. Much- Flying back home after London anyway, so I'll bring back my own tin tams. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was going to ask you, and you've, well, you you kind of already answered this, because I was under the impression that you had done a lot of traveling, and I was going to ask your advice, because I am a terrible packer. Like, I am just extraordinarily bad at packing. Like, I brought three suitcases to, to Lexicon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I what? can't do that for London. Like... <laughs> I have to admit, that maroon-colored suit that you wore was pretty fantastic. Oh, thank you. Sorry, <laughs> if your suitcases are packed with wonderful clothing like that, I can understand why. That's you basically it. I have, like, three outfits for every day is kind of how it goes. I'm like, well, I guess, so I wear black a lot, so I'll take this pair of jeans. I guess I wear that vest all the time. I'll just wear that. I guess I'll wear that. Is I, I pack like I, I I'm yeah I, I anyway. What was your question? <laughs> I was just gonna say some of us are gifted in in ways that you can get away with just a vest and some jeans. Others of us need to work a little harder. We need to dye Maybe our we need to dye our work. hair pink. We need to bring three sets of clothes and have more vests. <laughs> <laughs> More black jeans. <laughs> More black jeans. Well, so so basically, you just kind of pack by necessity. Yeah, I pack by necessity. I mean, I also do want to look good, but also space. <laughs> but the, the, the London one, I don't know. What are you going to take to London? How many bags? <laughs> I can only bring one. I mean, they cost a lot if you bring more than one. Yep. It's like $150 or something for a, an extra bag. And are you going to car- take a carry-on or check it in? I'm going to have, well, I'm going to, I've got, I've got to check in something and then I'll take a carry-on. But um, I'm going to tell you, I had to buy one of those, like, um, one of those suitcase weighers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I have been at the airport and had to, like, stuff clothing from my suitcase into like my personal belongings that I was wearing or doing because I was over. So I'm really, I'm afraid that's going to happen again. It's going to be cold in London. So if you just wear a whole lot of clothes, 
But then you have to wear them back as well. And what if you buy more things? Oh, I, well, I, I can't. I can't buy more things. <laughs> I hear really expensive. I'm not looking forward to that part. <laughs> yeah, the dollar is uh, not looking so great against the pound. <laughs> so I think the question was, how do I pack? Or just like if you have advice for people who are going to be traveling from, you know, a different country uh, to London. Def- oh man, I'm a terrible packer. Quite honestly, I am. I'm not the person to be asking advice from because <laughs> I don't really plan ahead. I think okay, there will probably be a red carpet night, so I'm guessing I'll wear something dressy. Okay, that's one outfit. I don't want to carry too too many shoes, so I'll just. Right. I don't know. I'm a. Te- I, I I pack specifically for convenience rather than for future (laughs) (laughs) so a lot of the time I'm like oh man I wish I brought that or gosh darn it why didn't I bring more of that (laughs) I did at least remember to get one of those um plug converters that yep that's good (laughs) (laughs) that's true now that's right (laughs) well hopefully just got the USB socket because all I'll need is my phone. My problem is, though, this time around, I have to pack for go- going back home to Australia. Oh, as you're well. going from I'm, you're going from London to Australia. I have to. I won't be able to go back, come back into the country if I don't. Are you serious? You're making a really like, sh- but it's true. You're making a face that's like really short, but it's true. So I just got my new O one visa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm able to work in the states for the next three years. Yay. That's a big deal. That's a big deal, and that's not not, not easy to get. Not easy to get. I'm very lucky. Um, But because I have a new visa, I have to go back to my home country, to the U.S. Embassy, to get a stamp and have an interview, so then I can legally come back in in and out of the country. Oh, my god! So I have to make a brief stop back home so that I can enter the States again. (laughs) So you basically have to fly around the world... Make a yes, pit stop. Those people who are asking, <laughs> I'm flying around the world, not off the world. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what podcast did we just turn into? Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm flying around the world to go back home to go back to come back home to LA. Do you see this dedication, everyone? I want you to see and appreciate this dedication that Mandala has to our art. And yeah. speaking of that, like. Do you tend you just you just gravitate towards queer queer focused projects, or did it? Do you just kind of stumble into that? More and more. So I did one of those. I do. I keep a journal, and one of the things that's really good for one's mindset is to think of things that we're most grateful for every day, even if it's just something small. Like I made a cup of coffee today, and I'm drinking it out of my stormship troop, my stormtroopers mug. There's a gratitude. Um, so. One of the things that I did just yesterday was actually write down how many projects I've been in since I arrived in LA. And I've been in 14, three of them are still to be shot, but 14 projects and eight of those projects are queer, which makes my heart feel so good to know that the majority of my projects are actually queer content that is getting out there in the world. Um, so when I am asked to to be in a queer project, I'm like frothing at the mouth for it because <laughs> it's that we get the representation that we deserve and need. 
Um, so yeah, it's wonderful. I love the fact that I'm gravitated towards that or that it's, you know, that energy is being pulled my way. I'm so what, grateful I'm, to you, this, you, your generation of young actors, um, young out queer actors who are saying this, you know, I've, I've had the pleasure of, of, of knowing a few of you that are really dedicated to being a part of queer projects because I think that for a long time, people were really worried about being pigeonholed into, oh, this actor can only play gay parts or queer parts or whatever. And, you know, on one hand, some that might be a really big issue for someone. But then there are actors who are like, eh, all right, if I never, <laughs> if I always play a gay person or a queer person, I'm totally fine with that. There are parts of me that look at the role when I'm skimming through it and... I, I I get a little disappointed if I'm straight. <laughs> you need to talk to Allie Liebert. Have you met Allie Liebert yet? I think I have, no. <laughs> Allie's great. She's an out queer actor, and um, but she has said something very similar. She's like, if there's no, like, direct, um, you know, like, this person is this, I just always, like, immediately code them as queer, and, like, I just, in my head, like, make up a queer backstory for them. <laughs> Yeah. And a number of projects that the character doesn't like the the sexuality isn't on the table. It's just it's not it's you know right, obviously right. part of who we are. It doesn't matter what sexuality we are. Um, and so most of that time, when I get characters like that, I'm like, yeah, cool, they're queer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am so glad that we have you in LA to be part of this. I want to say this renaissance, but. By saying renaissance, it implies that there was something before it. Um, this new wave of queer talent and uh, queer-backed projects, it's just so empowering and so exciting. I'm, I'm hoping that, that with the way the world is and, you know, when we look back on... Like, I do remember the time when I was a little worried about being pigeonholed. Like, obviously, there was a time because society deems it that way. Um, but now I look back at that time and I look back at where we are now. And the projects I've been working on lately have been mostly women, like, in the crew and the cast. I just worked on a project um, by Florencia Manaville, who, who wrote and directed um, Dyke Central. Um, and the project is, uh, this one's called Solstice, and we shot it in Oakland, and the entire cast and crew were women-identifying individuals, and just being on set, on that kind of set, it felt like it felt so different. There were a couple of guys here and there, but it's just like it was a safe environment. There, If there was drama or if there was shit happening in the, in the sidelines, it wasn't drama. Like, the director kept her her entire team cool calm and collected and being able to see projects like that now compared to where we were it's it brings so much hope that yeah our world is changing it, it might be slow but it's changing and there are so many people that are popping up all around the world um that are willing to make that that change and that sacrifice and to put themselves on the line as well for other people who aren't as strong in their voice do you have any interest in, in going behind the scenes and directing and that, that sort of thing? Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Not yet. I'm, I'm, I love what I do. I love being able to bring 
stories to life and and be these different characters. I and I haven't yet thought about doing anything else. Like I see actors that now are directing, and and I respect that. I'm like working with Marm Hassler, who she um, played Riley. She plays Riley, and she's just written a feature film called Pen Pals. And I get to play this. She's not only written it, she's directing it, and she's starring in it. And this will be my first time actually working with an individual who is in control of all of that. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how she handles herself as an actor and as a director and also communicating with her actors um, in the two different uh, actor and as a director and see how she does that. Um, but myself, I have absolutely no interest in doing that right now. Maybe in the future, yeah, but I have far too many stories to to tell otherwise through other people. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with me. I'm really excited to oh, see you in I'm London. I'm ready, but I've enjoyed this. <laughs> I know it goes by really fast, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> well, I'm like, did I say everything right? I mean, I think I, Alice and Isa is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited about it. They just got pitched a lock as well. Um, and I did post something on Instagram of um, Alice and Isa like a small tidbit of them making out. I saw, like, I saw I, that, and I, I love Bridget McManus, and I know that Bridget was involved in that. She wrote it, and, like, the humor in it, it's, it's just, it's an... I'm really looking forward to this story being told. We had a lot of fun. It's really sweet and gentle and kind and just... Just this story of a connection and a connection shared which is really beautiful and then next year the reason the whole just really quickly before you before we leave because i'm enjoying this um the whole reason i ended up coming to la actually was for a series at the time called larger little excuse um i play sasha but we've now turned it into a feature film called forever not maybe and that will be coming out next year um so definitely keep an eye out for that one because we've worked uh christy conicella writer director has worked uh a fuck ton of time on it and put a lot of uh, love and energy into it and the story of Sasha and Elizabeth are absolutely beautiful is uh, they both work in a very male orientated industry Elizabeth is a is a concert pianist from Corsica um, con- uh, touring and Sasha I am an uh, LA based lighting director working my way to the top and they meet and it is a story of a long-distance relationship and love and how they are able to juggle their lives, the long distance, and also, um, yeah, it's really beautiful. So that will be coming out next year as well. Well, we're gonna. I'm sure we're going to hear about, uh, hopefully, we'll get to hear about all of these a little bit more in depth when we're at Klaxicon. Oh, it's, it's, what, six weeks away? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Weeks so I guess away. that it really is. Here I'm thinking like, well, that's a few months away, so maybe you can have more. Oh, no, probably won't get. <laughs> Three projects to shoot by then. And a couple of as well. <laughs> you better you better drink up that coffee, girl. <laughs> Woo, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, so. What was that you just picked up? What was what? Oh, this? What you just picked up. Ah, La Croix. Yes, yeah. I'm it's very basic. I'm very basic. It's fancy water. One more question before I let you go then. What is your favorite lesbian or queer movie that you haven't been in? <laughs> I like that you put that last one. Um, 
That is a really good question. I always want to go back to Imagine Me and You, only because that is the first, I believe, the first queer film that I watched my first girlfriend at the time, or second girlfriend, but first main girlfriend at the time. That could be long. Anyway. <laughs> Nerves. Um, so Imagine Me and You, but I remember this, was it Room in Rome? Room in Rome, I just like the idea of these two women, and maybe that's because, I mean, that's very similar to Alice and Isa, spending a night together, but I really enjoyed just the idea of these two strangers having a night together that was incredibly, like, just emotionally connected and beautiful and a love that, that was shared in one night, and then they just went their own separate ways. That kind of, like bittersweet mm -hmm. but to be able to have that moment in time with you for the rest of your life it's kind of really romantic and I think I think it'd be that one more than anything now that I think about it I'm a romantic at heart what can I say <laughs> maybe in in a future film they've met each other again <laughs> in room in Rome we can only hope room in Rome too <laughs> the bathtubbing <laughs> Um, so where can, where what? can our listeners, <laughs> oh my God, I just snorted. Oh God. It's okay. I do it too. <laughs> so where can our listeners find you on social media so they can follow all the cool projects you're, you're doing right now? Um, I really do love the Instagram a lot. So at twisted rose with a double I, um, and wait, so does that pronounce I like Australian, like twisted? Twi no, it's because the twist. So I'm a a gamer. I like to play games, and I was trying to find a gamer tag back in the day. And Twisted Rose with one eye was taken. So I'm like, well, I'll do two eyes then, and then it's just stuck. And I use it in everything. So Twisted Rose with two eyes. That's uh, <laughs> not as cool as me just thinking. You were like, how would this sound if I said it in my cool accent? Twisted, but all right, <laughs> whatever. Uh, so Twisted. <laughs> Have I said? Hang on. Say rise up lights. Rise up lights? Yes. Say it again. Rise up lights? Yeah. Sounds like you're saying razor blades in Australian. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. And you're also a Twisted Rosa with two eyes on Twitter, correct? That is correct. All yes. right, cool. Uh, and you can check out my stuff on my website, just mandalarose.com. Um, all my projects that I've been able to find is on, are on there, is on there, are on there, is on there. <laughs> They're on there. So you can look at them. Grammar. <laughs> well, we're so excited to have you joining us in London and can't wait to see you, meet you in the flesh. And please do come up and say hi. I mean, you and I will. I'm talking about your listeners. Come up and say hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they will as well. That's going to do it for this episode of Unconventional. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, if you want to find Klexicon on social media, they are on Twitter at Klexicon. That's going to be the same for Instagram and on Facebook. If you'd like to find me, I'm Dana Pickley. That's two C's, one L. I live mostly on Twitter, but you can find me on Instagram as well. 
We are just a few weeks away from London. I can't believe it. It's just coming so quickly. It seemed like forever and now it's here and I can't wait to see and meet all of you in London. So until then, here's Dana Pickley swearing fealty to you. Something unconventional.